1: Neal gets open for three. Dagger. They <laughs> don't <laughs> time. Going to
2: going to Here comes Pierce with five seconds left. Pierce with three. Pierce with two. Pierce
1: all the at the horn. It's gone. With Morris, Wall, Neal, and Gordon
2: uh, top. can't find anybody. He gives it to Walt. Working
1: for three! Oh, what
2: a oh, shot!
3: Welcome to Locked On Wizards Podcast, your daily source of wizards news, analysis, and crazy hypothetical situations, which would probably never happen but are still fun to talk about. We're going to have one of those tomorrow on the Friday edition of Locked On Wizards. I'm your host, Noah Getzel, uh, and I have been hosting just since February, but I've been covering the wizards for four seasons now with. Uh, Wizards Extra, a blog and podcast, and today we're going to be talking about two different topics. Um, We've got a very knowledgeable guest on the show tonight, which is exciting. Um, So we'll be talking about the Wizards matchup against San Antonio Spurs, where the Wizards haven't won in San Antonio since 1999. Long time getting back there. That's 18 straight losses for the Wizards. And then we're going to hear from uh, Commissioner Adam Silver, and it's a preview teaser of uh, an interview that our our you know godfather of the the podcast David Locke had with the commissioner, and that'll be airing on Thursday. So we're gonna play a quick clip about um, inclusion and having players' voices and perspectives, and maybe even political views being heard and not silenced uh, in the NBA. We now welcome our guest for the evening, Drew Smith, and we used to be neighbors, actually living in D.C. in the Bloomingdale neighborhood. Drew is currently a Georgetown Law sc- student. Uh, he is a former college basketball player, played at Texas Lutheran University, and of course he's a diehard Spurs fan. So here's he's here to break down this matchup. What's going on, Drew? How's law school? Do you see uh, Patrick Ewing like strolling around campus, and do you stop and challenge him to one-on-one between your breaks?
2: Hey Noah, thanks for having me. I'm grateful to be here. haven't run into Patrick Ewing yet, but maybe next year, you know, hopefully he can um, continue to spur the excitement that he's brought to the school this year and
3: uh, looking forward to hopefully a strong tournament run in the near future. Yeah, it's unfortunate that Maryland and... Uh, Georgetown, and I guess GW don't know if they ever make it. Mason and GW they didn't make it. And then you had UMBC coming through with that huge upset over UVA, so you had at least one team from the area doing well in the tournament, but a little bit disappointing in terms of college basketball for the DMV this year. So uh, the Spurs are in an interesting position this year. The Wizards take them on at 9.30 Eastern here on Wednesday, and we're going to have uh, another... Pre game uh, podcast for you Wednesday evening and then a postgame recap on uh, Friday. So I was wondering what is more surprising to you, Drew? Um, is it that the Wizards could, sorry, that the Spurs could miss the playoffs for the first time since, I don't know, Abe Lincoln was president? It seems like it's been forever, maybe like <laughs> even your whole lifetime. Or are you more surprised that they might finish third in a year where they don't have their reigning MVP candidate, Kawhi Leonard? Sure. With you, I'm
2: I'm not too surprised by the Spurs' performance this season, even without Kawhi Leonard. I think that this season has really taken the, the Spurs back to their roots since Popovich has been there. Specifically, where um, there's not necessarily an individual dominant player on the offensive side of the floor, and they've returned to a truly defensive-minded team this season. And I'm not really too worried about them not making playoffs this year I think barring you know a huge run by Denver at the end of this season that they'll make the playoffs based off of that defensive mindedness and um hey defense wins championships so it can at least get you to third in the Western Conference. I think.
3: Yeah and where does it seem like the Spurs have been struggling a little bit this year? Can you pinpoint anything that other teams have been able to take advantage of? Sure I mean I think that easily
2: without Kawhi Leonard and without a consistent starting lineup um, throughout this season, for them, it's been really, really tough to gel just on the offensive side of the floor. You know, people are saying LaMarcus Aldridge is having a resurgence on that end, and he has played much better this season than last. But I think that you see how many close games the Spurs have um, come up short in and how many Um, end-of-game leads that they've dropped and you just really see how much they have struggled to score at the end of games Um, especially with uh, in the games when Kawhi and LaMarcus have both been out and they're relying on you know the grandpa Mono Ginobili to come up with with their big plays and um, starting a rookie you know moving DeJounte Murray into the starting lineup having guys like You know, Patty Mills and Danny Green and Rudy Gay and Kyle Anderson rotating in and out, depending on uh, new guys like Brent Forbes and David Bertans. It's just, it's been a really difficult year, I think, offensively, and other teams have have taken advantage of that, I think.
3: Yeah, when you look at the scoring, you've got, of course, uh, LaMarcus on top, 22.7 points a game. But then it's Rudy Gay, who's thirty-one years old, Pau Gasol, who's another dinosaur, and they're just averaging eleven and ten points a game. So I mean it's it's distributed, but it's it's just a, a weird situation where you don't really have guys in double figures, and it's it's interesting how how they've been able to to get so many W's uh, given the interesting makeup of their, their old and young lineup and their struggle to find the identity. Um it feels like for the Wizards, whenever they are focused offensively and don't turn the ball over, they're the ones to come out victorious. What do you think will take for the Spurs to beat the Wizards on their home court where they do it all the time and it's you know, basically just a, <laughs> a machine at this point? Yeah, I mean, I grew up in San Antonio
2: and spent a lot of time there, and there's just a the number of teams that we have these long... We've had these very long win streaks against um, Golden State included before their new you know, their recent revival and, and the wizards, despite their own recent, you know, somewhat of a Renaissance in their own play have, have really struggled in San Antonio, um, or against San Antonio. I, I think that the wizards have the bad fortune to run into San Antonio tonight when that, when the Spurs are really, um, focusing in right now on each and every game as, as critical to their playoff Mm -hmm. position. And, um, I, you know, you put it earlier about the Wizards looking to win in San Antonio and break this streak tonight, but I really, you know, I, I'm having a hard time seeing that just because of how focused in San Antonio Spurs are, especially on the defensive side of the basketball and at home this season. If the game was in Washington, I might feel differently, but... Mm-hmm.
3: And teams on the East Coast kind of have the luxury that even if they slip from third into, like, eighth place, there's still no chance that they could fall and, you know... Let the Detroit Pistons pass them. So they're kind of safe in the playoffs. And it's kind of like a crapshoot because everyone is pretty inexperienced in the playoffs, besides, I guess, Cleveland. Uh, like the Celtics are a totally different team. Uh, Toronto, even though they're crushing everyone, they never really go too far. So it's, it's, even if the Wizards were to not get home court advantage and fall into the bottom half of the Eastern Conference, I'm not concerned. But then on the Western Conference, you're really playing for your lives because you never know. Like the Nuggets, I think, uh, what are they like two games back two and a half games back yeah they're two games back in minnesota but it's it seems like it's a lot tighter there and especially if you're in the seven or eight seed it's basically like it's basically like you're, you're gonna be you know one and done like you're not even gonna get past the warriors or rockets unless there's some crazy upset so i've got one more question uh to preview this matchup and i'm guessing you have no idea but maybe you and Kawhi leonard are best friends and you have some insight into why he's been he's been out so much this year do you have any clue what's going on with the the quad rehab
2: not at all but i think a lot of spurs fans myself included have faith in the system have faith in Pop's system specifically and that system doesn't revolve around any one player and the spurs have really shown that this season and they, for all their starting lineups this year and all of the intrigue around Kawhi Leonard, um, you see that they've really weathered the storm well. And, you know, whether Kawhi doesn't come back this season because he needs to get, you know, he wants to, to complete his rehab, as Pau Gasol, I think, came out the other day and said, don't doubt his will to play. Um, it's The Spurs are going to go out every night, and they're going to, like I said, play solid defense. They're going to give it their best shot on offense and on any given night with some support. Uh, for LaMarcus Aldridge by some of the old veterans and some consistent play by some of the new guys like DeJounte Murray, especially Um, I think that they are more than a matchup against any team on
3: any given night. Yeah, no doubt. We're going to transition into our next topic and we've got a recording from commissioner Adam Silver who talked with David Locke, who runs the locked on NBA podcast, locked on jazz. You should definitely follow those accounts if you don't already. Um, at Locked On MBA. We, by the way, here at Locked On Wizards, or the same deal, at Locked On Wizards on Twitter. Uh, you can listen to us in a number of different ways. You can go to Apple iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play. You can listen on your um, Alexa voice. I always forget the exact name of that thing, but someday I'll look it up and figure it out. And you can always find the links on Twitter and LockedOnWizards.com as well. So this interview uh, is a little teaser about. Um, how much the NBA players have had the ability to share their voice about issues beyond just basketball. There's been a lot of criticism. Of course, there was the shut up and dribble uh, comment on Fox News about LeBron James, how he should not advocate on political matters. And uh, while there's been a, a ton of you know, stifled uh, voices in the NFL with the Colin Kaepernick movement of kneeling during the National Anthem, Adam Silver has kind of gone the other way. So I'm going to let you guys listen to to what he has to say about letting players say what they want to say and keep it respectful, but also, you know, share their voice. So you'll listen to that right after these messages. We'll be back with more Locked On Wizards. Okay, here's how Miro works. See, it's
4: amazing. What's everyone doing at David's desk? Ever since marketing started using Miro's collaborative online whiteboard, he thinks all our other teams should sign up. Why? Why? He says Miro's making his meetings disappear. And if every team gets on it, that means even less meetings. They're using Miro for brainstorms, mind maps, customer research. So could we use Miro instead of having another hundred meetings for every round of feedback? Yep. You can comment, react to ideas, even leave a recording on the board. And what about presentations? There are Miro templates for that. How do you know so much about Miro? I've actually been using it all along. I just used a Miro board to plan the best vacation. Okay, I'm on board.
3: See how Miro users save up to 80 hours every year by meeting less and doing more. Get on board at Miro.com with three boards free forever. That's M-I-R-O.com.
0: I think the signature this season has been in a divisive world. You have allowed your players' voices to be heard. How much of a gamble do you feel that is? And what is allowing you to do that?
1: Well, first of all, it's, its I'm not sure I would characterize it as allowing them. I think our players um, are going to speak out on issues that are important to them, in, in, in part because it's been a tradition in this league. You know, I was—I mentioned this when I was in Los Angeles for the All-Star Game. Bill Russell happened to be sitting there when I had my press conference. And I remember doing some research on this issue that 55 years ago, 1963, All-Star Game had been in L.A. He had been the MVP and that summer he stood on the steps of the Lincoln Memorial when Dr. King gave his iconic I Have a Dream speech. So that's nothing new in this league. And, and again, I think it's a little bit part of the DNA uh, of that's passed on from player to player. In addition – I, I look at the core values of this league, especially when I feel we have a responsibility. 25% of our players come from outside of the United States, and I think a, 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 an American's ability, somebody living in this country's ability to speak out on issues that are important to them is something that we should be supportive of, and, and I've had that conversation directly with players. It doesn't mean that um, they don't also need to be respectful at the same time. I think that comes with wearing an NBA uniform and also, you know, make sure that they're that their platforms they're speaking on are, are appropriate, and that it's not interfering with their playing the game. But but I, I think there's an added benefit for our fans that they see these young men are truly multidimensional. And and I recognize to your point about risk, not everyone's going to agree with everything they say. Certainly, I don't agree with everything our players say. But I like to believe that you know for the rest of our fan base, c- certainly those people here in the United States, that. They are supportive of them expressing political views, cultural views, just like they would be of any American.
3: Wow. So some interesting comments, um, especially regarding setting a good example for foreign players. This again is your host, Noah Getzel. I'm here with Drew Smith, who is not only able to comprehend this, this commentary well because he's a lawyer, but he also comes from a, a big background experience in, in basketball. He uh, played a little bit of college basketball in Texas at Texas Lutheran University, What's your takeaway from the way that uh, Adam Silver has kind of kept the doors open in terms of letting players, you know, talk openly about the the political matters that that are important to them, Drew? What do you think of of this stance that uh, Commissioner Silver has taken? Sure. Well, I think Commissioner Silver,
2: first of all, has done a great job, a really phenomenal job, just being commissioner since he took over for um, for uh, David. Stern. So uh, David Stern, and um, on this matter specifically, I think you can really see the contrast between the NBA and the NFL. Um, I think that in the NBA, as Adam Stern alluded, the, the kind of the culture of the the players and the management is a little bit different than the NFL, where you have more freedom. Um, guys don't play with helmets on. Guys are very personal, um, personalized. Everyone knows them. They show up. It's in a closer environment then NFL games are, are played um, in the stadiums and um, I think that the NBA does have a long and rich history of making commentary uh, social commentary and it starts with the tops. Um, you look at the best team in the league Golden State, uh, not by ranking this season but we know when they're, when they're at full strength they, they, what they bring and um, these guys didn't even go to the White House in the last year. They got in a public spat with the President of the United States and that is truly unique when you look at Um, A sports culture and as a future lawyer um, someone studying law right now I I give it up to Adam Silver also an attorney who who promotes guys like LeBron James coming out and um, expressing his opinions. You look back with Eric Garner and his comments on you know and his LeBron's comments with you know I can't breathe and uh, Kyrie Irving's comments on those same matters. You look at Kevin Durant's comments on uh, on some of these same issues. You look at Kobe Bryant winning an Oscar and refuting the the shut-up-and-dribble comment on mm-hmm. national television. And, I mean, I think you see Adam Silver's stance paying dividends because, guys, you know, fans appreciate when, when the guys that they see, their role models, take a stand on something they believe in.
3: Yeah, I think it's really been a theme this year um, that NBA players aren't just... Entertainers, you know, they're they're normal human beings who have real feelings outside of uh, basketball as well. Uh, We heard about some of the players, including Wizards forward Kelly Oubre, talking about um, anxiety and depression and different mental health issues that they're facing. So it's it's definitely been a year of of openness and freedom of expression. And I haven't thought about that, but I guess it's a good point. You know, in hockey, in football, the players are kind of covered. You can't really see them as well. Uh, They've got the helmets on, so it's definitely. Definitely a good point in terms of uh, how how visible they are, not just on the court, but as leaders in the community, inspiring kids to you know think about more than just basketball as a, a way to get rich and make something of themselves. So Drew, I really appreciate your time coming on this Locked on Wizards podcast. Um, we're going to see what happens against the Spurs, see if the Wizards can finally break that decades-long streak um was that 19 years 19 seasons something like that it's ridiculous but thanks so much for taking the time to be on locked on wizards it's always a pleasure catching up with you drew and i wish you all the best in law school that'll do it for wizards extra here tonight uh tune in wizard spurs big matchup for both teams and then we will be back on Friday with another Locked On Wizards podca- podcast and also a radio show on Dash Radio Network at 9pm. That'll be the nothing-but-net station of Dash Radio. Uh, we'll be recapping the Wizards and Spurs game, we'll be talking about Marquise Morris's improvement, and we'll do a bit of a hypothetical what-if, what would happen if Kelly Oubre and Tomas Sadoranski never were glued to the pine and kind of had more time to to develop and whether that would change where they are now and just what their their status is moving forward, given that they're the only quality bench performers for the Wizards who are cash-strapped but really would love to keep them around. So we'll talk about that on Thursday, and that'll do it for Wednesday's edition of Locked On. Wizards, go ahead and enjoy the game. If you can stay up for it, I know 9.30 Eastern start time is not ideal, but we'll talk to you guys soon.
2: Okay, here's how Miro works. See,
4: it's amazing. What's everyone doing at David's desk? Ever since marketing started using Miro's collaborative online whiteboard, he thinks all our other teams should sign up. Why? He says Miro's making his meetings disappear. And if every team gets on it, that means even less meetings. They're using Miro for brainstorms, mind maps, customer research. So could we use Miro instead of having another hundred meetings for every round of feedback? Yep. You can comment, react to ideas, even leave a recording on the board. And what about presentations? There are Miro templates for that. How do you know so much about Miro? I've actually been using it all along. I just used a Miro board to plan the best vacation. Okay, I'm on board.
3: See how Miro users save up to 80 hours every year by meeting less and doing more. Get on board at Miro.com with three boards free forever. That's M-I-R-O.com.
4: Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.